welcome to Juice in the Morning. We're actually uh, recording in the evening, but that's okay. And also, I apologize for the background noise. The dogs are in the room with us, so they will be probably roaming around making a little bit of panting noises and things like that. But I think that just adds character to the podcast. So, Especially this one. <laughs> I have with me a man of large size and large heart. And also an extensive knowledge of all things nerdy and uh, geeky because when I was growing up, it was something that I never had an opportunity to really get involved with, but the gentleman here with me introduced me to a lot of these things, and it's something that has kind of changed as, as time has gone on. It's kind of kind of a cool thing to be a nerd or into these kinds of things, but once yeah. again... Had to happen at some point. Exactly. Once again, the guy with me is Zach Scott. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks. Hey, everybody. How you doing? This is something that I've really wanted to do because it's something that intrigues me. We're going to be talking a lot about games, gaming. Uh, there's going to be some technology stuff that I want to ask about. And I'm basically going to be kind of interviewing him and asking him about um, D&D as, as I've uh, posted on some of the Facebook pages and, and Twitter pages. So hopefully you guys get a, a good idea of what... What he feels is awesome about the game and some maybe even some negatives, but just for the start, how did you get into role-playing games or just games in general? Okay, well, growing up was a bit different for me because um, I, I was uh, I was large from the, from the get-go, and mm-hmm. everybody in the family, grandpa included, uh, was like, you know, you just, we got to get him in sports. We have to get him in sports. And whereas most kids, I think, growing up, they're like, yeah, sport's awesome, you know, mm-hmm. teamwork, uh, uh, working out and, you know, yeah. making the score and doing that sort of thing. I, it just never got me. Yeah. It just never Playing did. sports ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, and, and not, to, not to be negative about our family and everything, but our family does put a large... Uh, large stock in sports mm-hmm. and, and being successful in sports. And I, I felt that as a kid as well. So yeah. I understand where you're coming from with that. So, uh, but the the kind of things that I was into, and I, I, you know, I was a child of the 90s, so, you know, TV was definitely a mainstay. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the stuff that I really got interested into was like things like Star Trek, you know, The Next Generation was out. Uh, I remember Sequest. I remember uh, various other sci-fi shows. Babylon Five is another good one. Then. And then uh, right around the towards the end of high school, it was my uh, it was I was coming out of my junior year, going into my senior year. But that summer before school, I was I had a job. Mm-hmm. I was working at Ryan's and. Is that a steakhouse? Yeah, that's the that's <laughs> a steakhouse. That. Yeah, I don't think it's there anymore. No, it's not. No. <laughs> Uh, if, if any of you remember the, the classic days of uh, large buffet food restaurants where you could go and all, all you could eat. Yeah. And for me at the time, it was awesome because uh, my growth was out of control and my uh, metabolism was just so high. I'd go there, clear about 12 to 15 plates of food, <laughs> come back home and still be nosing in the fridge and both my mom and stepdad be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm hungry. I don't know why. I just want food. It's so crazy because I, I worked at Ponderosa Steakhouse and I, I completely understand that. Like, oh yeah, you know, playing football and then coming in there, I was like killing everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, I, but I met, I met a guy, uh, I'm not going to say his name because I don't really like him anymore. <laughs> uh, hey, we will keep it anonymous. 
Cool. And uh, he he introduced me to like some of the things that we were that we were both interested in Star Wars, uh, um, you know, various other like video games that were out at the time. And then uh, he's like, you know, you should come over one day when we play it. We'll play a game together. I'm like, okay, what kind of game? He's like, oh, it's kind of like D and D. And I'm like. I don't know if I want to do this because, like, at that time, like, D&D kind of had a negative connotation to it mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, I was I was going to church. Uh, I was I was a good Christian boy for a little while. Yeah. Weren't we all? Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, they would hand out these little pamphlets, like little comic books, you know, to, to try to, you know, get kids hooked, hooked on to, uh, which is, again, I'll get... I have no issues with the with religion in general. All religions, I have no issues at all whatsoever. But there are some that pander really hard. Oh yeah, when you're young. Oh yeah. And um, <clears throat> so one of the ones was like there was a girl. She was playing D and D, and she her character died. In which case, she was felt so horrible for killing at least I think a part of herself. Yeah. That she committed suicide. That that I don't see happening. But I mean, I don't know. I yeah. I, I don't know the. I don't know the realm, but mm-hmm. that is that is a very like it's it's interesting to think that they were trying to sell that to a younger generation at the time. I just think that's interesting. I think that's almost if that happened nowadays, it might be on the news. Yeah, if, if they saw some sort of comic like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, the only way I could actually see that happening is if said girl was turning schizophrenic and no one caught it before the yeah. you know. But anyway, uh, we digress. We'll we'll get back. (laughs) So anyway, I I I agreed, and I went in there, and I think the game we were playing at the time was uh, Star Wars, and that was when they had the D twenty rules for it, and I loved it. I was great. I I rolled a uh, a Jedi, uh, did a Jedi, uh, not the Guardian. It was the the one that was all about diplomacy. Yeah. But then um, <clears throat> had a lot of fun with it, and then you know that game kind of petered, petered out after a while, and then they're like, "Hey, let's let's go into White Wolf." So I did White Wolf for a little while, and that's completely different, like mm-hmm. rule set. Uh, so, so with the with the Star Wars one, was that something that was created by other people, and you were just following along, or is that uh, something- no? Actually, that was if I remember correctly, uh, Wizards of the Coast. Okay, uh, they 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 put that one out there and that was on the the 3.0 system okay and uh basically it's it's kind of like the same thing that i that i do now it's the d same the D D rules so you know you basically roll d20s to figure out various situations uh skill checks uh force power usage that sort of thing and yeah. then go explore the galaxy or at least what we were doing was terrorizing the galaxy <laughs> so you guys were the bad guys no we were the good guys <laughs> <laughs> but so, we caused so, a lot of problems. So that, so that being your your first uh, iteration of doing it, mm-hmm. um, what do you, what do you remember the most about it? What was the most intriguing, or like what drew you in the most about it? Uh, it wasn't it wasn't exactly until I started playing more of the the White Wolf games because in there you you're in okay. Imagine our world as it is right now. Yeah. The only change that I would make about it is is that things are a little bit more darker, a little bit more corrupt. Mm-hmm. So the kind of things that you would hear about on the news, such as you know a, a preacher who was a televangelist and was making a lot of money through his congregation and going on TV, and then later on you find out that you know he was supporting an entire prostitution ring. Yeah. Or the politician who was, you know, trying to clean up the environment, and then you later on find out that he actually was stockpiling nuclear waste. 
Uh, that sort of thing happens on so much on the regular basis that people yeah. are just kind of like, eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, the other big change is that all of the mythical creatures that you thought were not real are actually real, and yeah. they're hiding in, uh, in in the public's eye. Yeah. Uh, so vampires exist, uh, werewolves exist. And this this is one of the games, or the game that you were getting mm-hmm. into. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So that kind of like makes me think too about the fact when you mentioned the 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 things happening that are negative and like dark in the world that we kind of just get used to it. That kind of really resounds with me because I feel like. For example, the 9-11 thing that happened, oh, and I know I'm not trying to get like a really deep, I just wanted to bring this up, was mm-hmm. when that happened as a kid, I had watched the news with my stepdad, you know, on a pretty nightly basis. Mm-hmm. So when that happened, in the in the process of it happening, I was kind of like, oh, like that happens all the time. That happens in other countries, like mm-hmm. tons of people die all the time. What What is like such a big deal about this? And then obviously as, you know, I got older and, and had more knowledge of what was actually going on, it really impacted me. But like when it was actually happening and my teacher and, and friends and everybody were freaking out, I was kind of like, just like, why is everybody freaking out? Mm-hmm. So that's just the point I wanted to make about that. Let's get back to what we were right. talking about. I just thought it was, I thought it was interesting that we get almost numb to those things, but when we see yeah. them every single day. Yeah. And the, the world of darkness games, they really like push that, you know, um, because you can play like a normal average Joe human on the street mm-hmm. and somehow some way they get pulled into this supernatural backlash that they have no idea how the hell that this actually came, came to be. And those, are, those can be fun games, especially, you know, if, uh, you're playing with a group of people that are human and then all of a sudden, you know, a bunch of vampires attack yeah. and they're like, wait, vampires are real. <laughs> yeah. And then they, it's, it's almost like borderline reality as you're playing. So yeah. it's like, yeah. so, it, so it feels, it feels more like, it's not like pulling you completely out of the realm that you're living in and take like dropping you in somewhere else. You're kind of like doing what you would do in that situation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <clears throat> The uh, there's you know werewolf the uh, which I had a lot of fun with but I I actually I have run many white wolf games I cannot for the life of me run a werewolf apocalypse game yeah and the biggest reason why is I hate their society <laughs> I hate it what is it that you hate about their oh, society God. okay so the way they the way they've basically broken down is is that you know there are different tribes of werewolves okay and they're all like you know a part of a culture, mm-hmm. let's say. So, like, uh, the more tolerable ones that I can that I can either role play really well are called the Fianna. So they're mm-hmm. like uh, British Isles. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so a lot of their legends and things are built around that whole culture. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have these werewolves that um, uh, they they sing, they dance, they enjoy themselves. Sometimes overly enjoy themselves. <laughs> um. And, uh, you know, and then you've got a bunch of other ones too, but the, the big one here is that, uh, uh, when it comes like you're, you're starting out as in, in the game as a, like the lowest level of, uh, of werewolf possible. And, right? and, and all of these games, do you always start out at the lowest level or can you, like, you, does that depend on how you want to play? It, you don't have to, it really just depends on how you, how the ST or the DM mm-hmm. wants to uh, run the game and what other people are comfortable with. For instance, like, uh, you know, uh, you you could if there are new players, it's generally a good idea to go ahead and start at the lowest level. That way, you can work yourself up. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like if you were given the keys to a Ferrari to a sixteen year old and said, "Hey, go ahead." Yeah, go for it. 
But uh, so uh, so go ahead and tell me like where you're going with this with the okay, with okay. the like the newer players and things like that. Okay, so uh, you know you work yourself up, and the way that that game operates, it's uh, based on d10s, which is uh, this one right here. So you guys watching on the Facebook Live video. Is right here, and this is a. I'm guessing you said D10, so it's ten sided dice. Ten sided right? dice. Correct. All right. Awesome. So basically, you would add up uh, your attribute plus skill, and then whatever thing that the ST or D, ST in this case uh, would work, and then uh, your successes are based on anything from like uh, six to ten. Mm-hmm. And if you roll a ten in that game, you have exploding dice, which means you get to roll that ten again, and if it and you know, some people will just stop at one. I was like, mm, screw that. Just see how much it'll explode. So you'll have like a potential of like, I don't know, like five or six dice. And if you have a really good roll, you could be like, 10, 10, 10, 10. Roll it again. 10, 10, 10. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, that's where you get things like, uh, so my character is 60 feet up in the air on a building. Yeah. Uh, and about, uh, you know, ha- a half a mile away with a 50 caliber sniper rifle. <laughs> And I've spent three rounds aiming at this one guy. I'm going to make my roll. Yeah. And now I have uh, 40 successes to blow his head off. And at that point, as you're playing an ST, you're like, all right, I want this to be a hard challenge. You know, things are going to get really ugly. And all of a sudden, the guy does that. And you're like, well, that guy's dead. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Yeah. So, but, oh, sorry, tangent. Anyway. No, you're all right. So, uh the, the reason why I hate their society is that you, you start at level one and in order for you to actually work up to be like a, you know, a, from the political standpoint, you know, where other werewolves look up to you mm-hmm. and what to do in various situations, you have to challenge for that position because mm-hmm. they're, they're based loosely based off of wolves yeah. and they, they operate just like kind of like a wolf pack would. So, uh, if you wanted to, let's say you formed a, um, a pack of werewolves and you go out and do your werewolf thing, you have to do various things to honor or appease various spirits Mm -hmm. that are based in the game. Um, And then you, anybody who is uh, like a rank above you, you have to do what they say. Yeah. If they tell you to go out and sacrifice yourself for Gaia, then you're going to go do it. Which is interesting because since you're playing this game as a group Mm -hmm. and somebody, I mean, if, why would somebody want want you to even do that? Because you're doing it as a group, right? So you're trying to... Well, I mean, uh, the pack itself in in that certain scenario, because uh, there's the, there's various packs that are all you know, involved, and, the, and then they're all a part of a sept, which is just like a collection of various packs and tribes and whatnot. So at this point, so how many people would be would be involved in this game at the same time? Right. Uh, typically, I try to keep it around four to five players. Mm-hmm. I have run all the way up to ten. I don't like doing that. Don't like ten. I don't like ten. That's just too <laughs> many people. Uh, once you get to six, I'm like, eh, but um, yeah, because like, this, is it is it hard to just keep track of what all is going on? I mean, I, I get, I've gotten better at it. Like right now, I've do I do like a pad of paper for things that I need to look at multiple times, and then I've got like little note cards that I use for like magic items or yeah. quests or whatnot. And then I picked up like a small like dry erase board for things like initiative counts yeah. or you know XP expenditures and that sort of thing. So it gets it gets easier that way. But the big thing here about it is is that all fantasy games, all these role playing games, 
me as the DM or the ST is kind of the narrator of a book mm-hmm. or, or of any story. I, yeah. I, I paint a picture in your mind. I set the people in play. And then I, I tell you what happens each time you interact with something. But the players themselves, I mean, they're the movie star. Yeah. You know, and depending upon mostly like how sometimes it's depending upon how they view themselves in the game, but also it also depends on how the group dynamic is going. And that was my phone. Going off. <laughs> no, that's okay. I, it sounded like a plane. So that's... no, no, no. That's uh, <laughs> I I put uh, Skyrim level up on it because I think that's uh, awesome. Nice. So I love that game, by the way. Yeah, it's a great game. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they are the stars. So and. That's one of the questions that I had kind of written down because honestly, this is why I knew it was going to be such a good podcast for us to talk about this kind of thing because you've kind of already answered some of the questions that I've already put down. Mm-hmm. You don't have to name names, but have you ever played a game that you're like, ah, I don't really want to play? Or actually, let me take that back. I'll get to that question later. Mm-hmm. The first question I want to ask, do you prefer to run the game or to play the game? What's what's What do you enjoy more? That's a mixed bag of tricks. Okay. Okay, the reason why is because um, I am comfortable running uh, running for people right now because my group right now consists of my girlfriend, Jill, uh, her best friend, Missy, her husband, Robert, also a good friend of mine. They all better be downloading. <clears throat> I will make sure. <laughs> um, Corey, which is a, a friend of theirs and our, our, mine too. Yeah. And then uh, his girlfriend, Cassie. Okay. And she's the newest edition. She's like the brand new virgin player that I like to have fun with. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. We're going to get a game. Oh, yeah. We're totally <laughs> going to get this going. Uh, and then we did have another girl, Chelsea, but she uh, she moved due to uh, family reasons and whatnot. But I did find a way to actually incorporate her on, through the internet. Oh, nice. So we have that's, to thank the internet another, gods for that one. Another question I have later, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> okay. And, uh, you know, that's that one group. And then uh, we had some some changes going on with, uh, with like, a uh, friend of Missy's was going through some issues with a boyfriend, blah, 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 blah. But the big thing is she moved in with us, and she's got a 12-year-old daughter, and she was okay. like, you know, I'd really like to play in a game. Can I? Can I? Can we, me and my, uh, me and my kid, uh, join your game? And I was like, no. <laughs> but what I can do is run a separate game. Yeah. And uh, so, like every two weeks, I'm running two games, like on a on a Friday and a Saturday. Oh wow. So and then. Uh, but when I first started uh, running games, like I had no idea. Oh, like I was a player. Like mm-hmm. I, I had a lot of the rule sets down and memorized because I did them all. Yeah. And then uh, I was interested in running games. And then uh, when you're like the game that I'm running now for the two groups I'm doing right now, they actually is from an adventure path from Paizo, which is the people that do Pathfinder. Okay. Uh, so basically like 90% of the work's already done. So all I got to do is sit there and okay, this is what's going to happen. And I'm going to jot this down. Okay. And then when I'm ready to do the game, I've got a basic layout of notes. I've already read what's going on. And then I describe it to the, to the players and mm-hmm. the players go. Yeah. Uh, but when it comes to like writing down your own game, and I've always wanted to do it because I've there I did have an ST or DM, um, Vader, love that man. What, what does uh, ST stand for? Because okay. I know DM is Dungeon Master. Dungeon Master. That's if you're running like a, a, a Dungeons and Dragons game, that's that's the guy you know, or the person. Sorry, mm-hmm. uh, that's the person that you know, the Dungeon Master. Yeah. And then an ST for like any other game is just a storyteller. Oh, okay. It's pretty much the same thing. It's just I separate it because, like, 
I don't know. I, I like the term dungeon master. Yeah. You it, know? it sounds cool. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm running the dungeon. Yeah. So <clears throat> the other like this that led me to the question that I did want to ask you, which is have you have you ever played with people that you didn't really necessarily want to play with? Or is that is that something that doesn't really happen because you are probably planning this in advance. So uh, you're not getting surprised with somebody maybe that you don't like. There there, there have been a few people that I have played games uh, with that I have just not really liked or cared for. Uh, one, one in particular was uh, a friend of mine that I grew up with back in Pendleton. And uh, he was like, hey, I wanted to come up and see you for a while. And I'm like, well, I'm actually going to go to a game, but, but... Uh, um, we might be able to get you in. I just got to talk to uh, my, my, my DM mm-hmm. and see if that's cool. And then I'll help you like r- roll up a character real quick. We can hang out and do that too. And he was like, cool, you know, I've always wanted to do that. Oh, by the way, I'm going to have another guy with me. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll see what I can do. So yeah. we got everything handshaking done over with and we're starting to play. And uh, the guy he brought over was just like, I guess... Maybe he just didn't want to be there, or mm-hmm. maybe he just thought he was so cool. Yeah. Um, but he, he totally wanted to play an evil character, which is fine. Yeah. You can do that. But he deliberately made did things to to basically wreck the whole day. Which which is like, that's that's why you don't want those people in the game, right? Because right. it's it's a game that, that you want to, like, work together to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. You can still be a bad guy. Oh, yeah. But you can be a bad guy that isn't going to just completely derail everything and make it not fun for everybody. Because it's essentially you guys are trying to make an enjoyable experience for your group, right? Right, exactly. I mean, you're not doing it to be a dick. Right. <laughs> uh, unless you are, in which case you better be a funny dick. <laughs> That's great. I don't know. I just got really. Be, you better be a good dick. I just got a really good picture in my mind about that. Oh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> you got to be a funny dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, then the other thing is, um, give me a ideal scenario for you of what you would want out of a group of players that you'd you'd like to play with, like maybe skill levels or um, knowledge level or whatever. Uh, the you know the the only requirement that I really have, especially for a new group of people, is I, I want them to, to to have an imagination. And I've run into this a couple times. There was one guy that just did not have one. Like I tried really hard. Like, dude, this is your this is your sandbox. What yeah. do you, what do you want in it? <laughs> you know, I'm this is your Minecraft. How do you want this to look? And he just. <laughs> He just couldn't do it. Uh, he, we tried and tried and tried, and he just he just wouldn't. And then like, what, what, what was stopping it? What was like, was it because because I feel like there's there's a certain sect of people that maybe are too literal or too too like maybe engineering minded that don't want to, and not even engineering minded because engineering minded people can also think very abstractly. Mm-hmm. But just that like group of people that don't want to suspend belief at all maybe I mean sometimes uh, his his biggest problem is that uh, he, he was kind of socially inept oh, okay. a bit um, and like okay if me and you were hanging out together at some point one 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 or the both of us or either of us will find something and rip the other person down it's not because we're doing it mean yeah 
it's just like it was funny at the time and you know what I was trying to get a laugh out of you too you it's, know? it's giving people shit yeah yeah so I did that during a game <laughs> so I was in it in the back because I, I tell them ahead of time like look you know people are gonna fight sometimes people are gonna call each other names it, it's, it's all make-believe it's all make-believe it's, it has nothing to do with you mm-hmm. and he took it personally and, and I, I guess I can maybe see that but it's also one of those things that I think that you have to kind of stay, take a step back and, and think like mm-hmm. this this is a this is what we're doing like once again to have a good time but we're also we're also doing this as one, like the way you described it to me you're playing a character so mm-hmm. you're re- you're reacting how your character would react in a situation and you can't take that personally but also I'm, I'm at a different angle I'm not seeing it from this guy's perspective so I'm not you know it, I don't know but yeah. I agree I understand what you're saying with that that not wanting that kind of person then my next the one of the other question that I, one of the questions I wanted to ask was if somebody is completely brand new mm-hmm. how would you suggest they get involved or how do you suggest they even get started if they would like to get started or to play well, first off, I would probably ask them, like, you know, for instance, let's, let's just take you, for example, because you're right across the table. All right, so you're interested in playing, a D, uh, like, a D&D game or so, some, something similar to that. Yes. Uh, so how comfortable are, are you thinking about the personality of somebody you're, you're, make it, you're creating? It, it's something that interests me because I've always been interested in film, television, right. things like that. I love reading, and that's what... I kind of had an epiphany on the drive home from work today because I've been thinking about this, trying to think of how we're going to talk about it. And mm-hmm. and I, I have started, and people listening, I hope you guys notice this, I've been trying to take the podcast more seriously. And I was kind of thinking like, you know, it, it to me feels almost like a book where I know that in my mind I can create these, the, the, the image of what I'm trying to see. And mm-hmm. I think that I would take it in that sense, which is, I would want to be making it the, the, the most interesting in my mind, like how, how things would work the way I would want it to work. And I understand that there's probably a lot of give and take too when you're mm-hmm. playing with a group of people because you kind of have to adapt. But I also think, and not tooting my own horn or anything, but I think that I adapt really well in social situations. Right. So I think that I would be, I think I would be a good fit for this. And it's one, another thing I thought about on the way home was, I'm interested that I've never tried to do it before. Right. Because it's something that I've always thought would be cool and fun. Mm-hmm. And I just don't, I don't know if I just never gave it a chance or, and honestly, I think also, I think it's just the fact that I've never really been around people that were into it. Right. And I know that you've been into it mm-hmm. and we've talked and we've talked at many family gatherings, but we've always been pretty far away from each other so it's been hard to do but now I think it's something that I do want to do and I want to get into it and try it out and I have a few friends that are interested I want to make sure that that's why I didn't want us to I'm glad that we did this podcast Mm -hmm. instead of trying to mash together a game into the podcast without talking about it beforehand because Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that my friends that I'm talking to and people that are interested in doing it are down and they're going to do it and do it and do it the real way like that we talked about previously which is studying your character how you're going to react because I want to put that full effort into it right. so I want to and I want everybody else to do that as well okay well under those uh, under those circumstances what I would because like usually like if I get a group of people together that have already like played a few games and made a few characters in the past 
you know, character creation can can be done within, you know, one to two hours. Yeah. And it really just depends on what kind of access they have to the books. Because otherwise, like, if I have the book all to myself, mm-hmm. then it's just like, okay, name, blah, blah, blah. I don't. I don't even focus on the name or the sex or the race of the player first. First thing, I'm like, what what kind of character do I want to play? Is this going to be a melee character? Is this going to be a spell casting character? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I work on from there. And then like all the little details come later. And then by the time that I actually like start the game, I still have no idea what this person's personality is going to be like until I start interacting with some of the other players. But in your case, what I would suggest we do is um, try to take up at least about uh, two to four hours. And that and it's like we set your character up first, right? And then after that, I'm like, okay, so what kind of person is this guy or girl? Mm-hmm. I don't know what you want to play. Um, and and this, this, this whole thing right here, those of you listening that I've talked to about this, this is what we're going to do. So think about it. This is almost like a sales pitch to you guys. I think it sounds awesome to me. But listen and go ahead. Okay. You know, what's this person's favorite food? Do they drink alcohol? How do they feel about recreational pharmaceuticals? Yeah. Uh, are they religious? Are they going to be, you know, worshiping a god? And if if that's so, then, you know, what kind of god are they going to worship? Um, and what, so, th- I'm sorry to interrupt, but so with all of these, these characteristics, those can play into the the game, mm-hmm. even though the game, like, and essentially the game is already written, correct? Mm-hmm. So that's crazy. How does that, how does that work? Okay. And, and I, I know we're going on a tangent, but I'm just curious. About no, no, this no, stuff. that's fine. <laughs> okay. So let's say for instance, like, um, a lot of the games, some of the religious stuff doesn't really matter as much, but there is one particular game that Dungeons and Dragons does is called Forgotten Realms. Now, if you're the kind of guy that's into, um, or kind of person that's into, uh, uh, fantasy literature, um, Forgotten Realms, they have their own books. There oh, okay. are major characters you might have heard of. Like the one that I can think off the top of my head is Dritzt. Uh, and then uh, the other one was, oh, yeah, Elminster. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're into those kind of fantasy genre, that's definitely a, a de- cause that's all based on Dungeons and Dragons and the characters within the Forgotten Realms. But in the Forgotten Realms, the way their cosmology is actually set up, when a person dies, their soul goes to what's called the line. Mm-hmm. And this is an infinitely long line. <laughs> uh, and they're just waiting. Yeah. There's, you're, they're just waiting. And then uh, the thing is, is that uh, if they do worship a particular god, then that deity will show up and be like, oh, yeah, I remember you. because you, you come and follow, follow me and I'll take you to your resting place, mm-hmm. whether it be a good or one or a bad one. And then, uh, poof, they disappear. Mm -hmm. But if they don't have a god, then they get put into what's called the wall. Their soul is basically crammed into this wall that separates the the whole cosmology of Faerun, which is Mm -hmm. the Forgotten Realms, and the nothing that's on the other side. Okay. Um, I don't remember the full details beyond what's on the other side. I just know it's basically nothing. Yeah. And the void. And so, so, uh, but yeah, the, the big reason why I want to try to like get those kind of characteristics out of you and I'll say all of the other players is that when you start playing, you know who this person is, mm-hmm. you know exactly how they're going to act, how they're going to react, how they're going to operate in this fantasy world that I, that I put in front of them. So there's not a whole lot of that, you know, 
I don't, I don't know what, what what should I do and I'm like oh it's your character you got five seconds to think about it otherwise exactly. I'm gonna kill you yeah so just real pause real quick so if if your character does die or you know perishes or has some sort of way to be knocked out of the game is is that something that can happen and then you don't play a part the rest of the time or is that does that rarely happen I I okay if if we're playing like a, a Dungeons and Dragons scenario or in my case Pathfinder scenario I will usually like I, I try to gauge the players on how well they feel comfortable with the game so if we're gonna break it down to like uh, level 1 to level 20 by level three, or sometimes I'll push it to level five, I play around with what I call kid gloves. Mm-hmm. And that's like, I will, if you decide to do something, I'm like, and that's a bad situation. I'm like, are you sure you want to do that? Because, mm-hmm. you know, stuff might happen. It's kind of like having a uh, blackjack dealer at the at, in Vegas where they're like, oh, it's, you know, it's the lower level hands where it's like, you know, two or three dollars, five dollars a hand, and they're like, you sure you want to hit on a uh, you know seventeen or eighteen, mm-hmm. and and they'll be nice. But then once you get to the higher level, because I made probably fifty to sixty seventy dollars on five ten dollar hand tables, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is easy. I'm going to the fifty dollar hand tables. Oh yeah, lost it in two hands. Yep. <laughs> so that that's I think that's exactly what it sounds like. But and, uh, yeah, I will tell I I will play and I tell them that ahead of time. Like I will play with you with kid gloves. So, you know, your characters might take some damage. They might be a part of embarrassing situations. But for the most part, I will try not to kill you. But once I, and once we, you know, they, we do the, you know, they finish an adventure. They have a crap ton of XP and gold and magic items and whatnot. I'm like, oh, what level are you guys now? Oh, we're level five. (laughs) Guess what? All right. (laughs) This is where it gets real. Yep. Uh, And then, then I actively try to kill them. Okay. Um, and that might happen. Their character might die. And uh, I, I let them know ahead of time, like after like after the death has happened and then after the combat and scenario is over with them, okay, so how do you feel about this? Do you want to continue playing this character or do you want to play something else? Yeah. Uh, but if they do want to play the character, then I just have to look at the rest of the party and be like, okay, who's forking up the 10,000 gold pieces? To revive them. To revive them. Nice. Um and if so, like, uh, do you have to go to a to find someone that can that can cast said spell? Yeah. Uh, if so, how are you going to preserve the body? <laughs> I love it. That's yeah. awesome. We've we've reached the kind of the I would say midpoint, but I think we could talk about this all day. So I'm going to go ahead and pause so that we can take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Um, and I'm going to pause the Facebook video, not pause it, but stop it, and probably start a new one because. Uh, this is, this is going to go longer than I thought, so that's awesome. That's right. what I want. Cool. All right. <laughs> so we'll be right back. So when you're playing, do you hear this music? Or do you play this music with it? I, I will find something similar. Uh, not to... Not to judge you a little harshly on it, but this sounds more like a um, like a sci-fi variant game, so like a Star Wars game or maybe a uh, Shadowrun game or Cyberpunk. Yeah, there's no there's no real end in, end in sight on this song, so we're gonna go ahead and just oh, pause. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> All right, 
so we're back from our quick break. Um, thanks for paying attention, guys. Thanks for joining in. Um, basically, we were at the point where I was asking you kind of about being a new player, things like that. Oh, one other thing about new players. If for whatever reason I don't think that maybe they're too into bouncing ideas off the wall, another one I suggest is uh, making a uh, make it in an avatar game. Okay. So here's how an avatar game works. Justin, you work. Mm-hmm. So let's say for whatever reason, like you and Jen decide to go out for dinner after work. Okay. You hop in the car, you take a drive. And for whatever reason, an explosion happens and it seems to engulf the entire car. Next thing you know, you wake up in your car, but you're in the middle of the woods. Okay. A little while later, you get out of the car, you start walking around trying to find somebody. And that's when you rock into a medieval town filled with uh, medieval people. And they're all looking at you because you're dressed very strangely. <laughs> and every so often, you'll find some with you'll find a very like a beautifully attractive woman or man, and then they have like large pointed ears oh, okay. and very fair skin. Other ones, you'll find a massively uh, <clears throat> grotesque yet huge man with green gray skin, you know, mm-hmm. and and large canines. That's when you realize I'm either on drugs or. We're no longer in Kansas. <laughs> so so that would be a game that is... You're playing yourself. You're, oh, okay. You're playing yourself. That's very interesting. A fantasy game. That's very interesting. So that way, if it ever comes up to, Zach, I don't know what to do. What should I do? I'm like, I don't know. What would Juice do? <laughs> exactly. That's perfect. That's awesome. Yes. And so to, to organize that game, would you do the same like style with like the book and like the story or would that be something that you would make up on like on your own uh you know for you guys like uh, i think we discussed that we wouldn't you're not sure whether this would be like an ongoing thing yeah and me putting together something simple just for like a one game day wouldn't be that big of a deal so yeah. we could actually do an avatar game where that would be something awesome. catastrophic happens and you end up in a fantasy world now you have to go from a level zero human <laughs> Or, you know, it just depends, too. If you wanted to play, like, a different race, like, you're still you. It's just, you know, you showed up in a different body. Yeah, that's awesome. And so one of the things that I wanted to get into, which that we discussed off the podcast, was kind of the classes and things that people would be um, be able to do or, or not be able to do, be able to be. Um, and also what I want to know is, is like what would you associate some sort of personalities with classes like how would you okay. how would you match people up and um, tell them just kind of give them advice on what they what what would work for them okay so well, I'm going to use you because again you're right across yeah, the table exactly. anyway. knowing you and knowing how you operate and here's the thing like you're in a fantasy world where uh, the race breakdown humans are probably the like the majority of the race like it depends on each world in each game you play in. it depends on like what the dm feels necessary but typically what i usually see is that as far as like all of the other races are concerned there are more humans than there are like elves or mm-hmm. halflings or gnomes and whatnot um <clears throat> but that to me correlates to their type of lifespan because like an elf uh in pathfinder i think can live up to like 800 to a thousand years mm-hmm. you know they're considered adults when they reach to like age like 40 or something like yeah. that. 
Uh, whereas humans, you know, they're 16 years old. They're re- their parents are ready to kick them out the door. Like, go make yeah. money, get out of our house. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> so, it, like most of the longer lived races, for instance, don't have a, like a huge population because you know they've got time for that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then like orcs, for instance, uh, they they have like a lifespan of like if they made it to age 40, they were really good at what they did. Yeah. Because they're, I'm assuming, fighters. Um, barbarian, barbaric type races. I mean, they can go from the fighters to the barbarians to the, they uh, any any race can basically be anything they want to be. But typically, think like tribal, barbaric, you know, type things. That's what you're going to find within an orc tribe. Yeah. So, <clears throat> with the classes, um, kind of give me a rundown of those and what you could be. Well, okay, so, and again, I'm thinking about you. Yeah. And just some of the things that I could think of off the top of my head, and I have the book in front of me, uh, just for ease of, of access here. Yeah. I think, as far as Barbarian goes, you could probably have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Uh, the way the Barbarian works is that they're a melee-type uh, fighter, or, or melee combatant. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the big thing with them is that uh, they go enraged. Yeah. Uh, they, they get like a strength bonus, a constitution bonus, um, and then they get like rage abilities that you just pick up as you level up. So mm-hmm. let's say, you know, you decided to pick up... Uh, Once again, let's, let's remember that all of these video games that you guys play out there that are based off of, you know, leveling up and building strengths and weaknesses and, and, uh, and deciding how you want to build your character... It's all based off of this. This is, I mean, this is where it started. This is where it started before these kind of video games existed. People did this all by hand. And it makes me think a lot about a similar kind of thing, which is fantasy football. Fantasy football started with a bunch of guys using pen and paper and, you know, mailing back and forth each other in the snail mail. Like, mm-hmm. hey, this is the trade I want to make. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you think about that? And it starts that way, and it, it progresses from there. And and that gets me to what character you're talking about right now. So you were the talking barbarian. about the barbarian. Barbarian. Uh, so, like, here's a rage power that's pretty much uh, fearless rage. So as long as you're enraged, you basically, like, ignore the shaken or frightened conditions. It's kind of it's kind of reminiscent of the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. That I haven't seen the movie yet, so don't... Oh, it's great. I know, I know it will be. <laughs> but that scene where that tentacle monster shows up out of nowhere yeah. and uh, Drax is just like... Rah! Jumps like right into the thing's mouth. That would be an example of fearless rage. I mean, nice. he just... From his point of view, from what I got from the the trailer, like we can't damage it, but what if we get it from the inside? Yeah. So he jumps right on in in his yeah. mouth and starts stabbing the hell out of it from its <laughs> gullet. Uh, which actually, I, I have I have to let everybody know I have done that many times. <laughs> Was it successful? Sometimes. <laughs> um, uh, a bard could potentially work for you, but I, I don't necessarily see you as a bard. Yeah. Uh, bard would be like uh, you know I, you're a traveling minstrel. Yeah, yeah I don't know. About that. You know, <laughs> you play music, you sing songs, you tell jokes. You, you're basically kind of like a like a mobile entertainer. <laughs> uh, I mean, you you go to a town, 
you do some stuff, uh, do, get get some gold and silver out of it. You just go around having a good time, yeah. swapping stories back and forth, sweep, sleeping with multiple people all at the same time, <laughs> potentially spreading pregnancy and STDs wherever you go. <laughs> have, you, have you had somebody play a good bard? I have seen a few good bards. Nice. I have seen some, several good bards. Uh, too too many to count, uh, but the <laughs> ones that that can play a bastard in my in my book make really good bards that's awesome i don't see you as a cleric okay so that's like uh what what is that the the cleric is like a basically a um uh the chosen of a particular deity oh okay right like kind of like the pope (laughs) think of it more like think of it more like a cardinal or maybe a bishop you know that you travel around with a group of people doing doing your god's work yeah um the big like all the times that I've ever run a game, like I'm like, okay, all right, so you guys are gonna build characters. Let's see what you all have, and then like nobody picks a cleric, and I'm like, you guys are so screwed. <laughs> you guys are so screwed. Okay, but each like you don't have to have a cleric in the party, mm-hmm. but I always encourage it because every time they level, like every uh, odd level they level up, they get a, cha- a channel energy ability, mm-hmm. which is like you know. At level one, it's like one d six. But if you make it to level uh, like nineteen, it's ten d six. So you take ten of these, yeah, and you're like, and and then you know you get. So let's say you roll maximum on that. So that would be uh, what sixty points. Yeah. Uh, so everybody within a thirty foot area of me now heals sixty points. Of oh, damage. okay. So you know. So it's good to have. Yeah, 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 and they have like spell abilities. It's almost like a, a, a support character, maybe. Yeah, support, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. I don't see you as a druid. Yeah. Uh, maybe ranger. I mean, like if you've seen the Lord of the Rings, right? Yes. Okay, so Aragorn. Yep. That's a ranger. Yeah, he's a badass. Oh yeah, he's, oh, yeah. <laughs> hell of a badass. Um, fighter. Yeah, I do see you as a fighter. I can because okay. that's that's the guy who. Um, Maybe he was like a soldier back in the day, or maybe just picked up a sword one day and discovered that he was awesome at what he did. Uh, but <laughs> that's, they, that's me. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they, you know, they don't have any magic abilities. But the one thing that they do have is they have basically uh, every even level that they level up, they get uh, bonus feats. And you're, t- I mean, it's a giant list of just ah, I get a bonus feat, ah, I get a bonus feat, ah, I get a bonus feat. Then they get like bravery and armor training and weapon mastery and basic stuff. Like the feats are like the special things that only you can do. Okay. Like there might be other characters that have similar feats that you do, but this is a thing that your character can do. It's things like two weapon fighting. It's like uh, shield bash, you know. Mm-hmm. You're fighting, you slash with your sword, and then you have your shield open, so you bash the guy in the skull. So so the way that works, do you do I decide that I do that? Like when yeah. when it when it's in the process. So the other thing is, do I <clears throat> when we're when we're leveling up and doing these things, do we add these to like our what like what do we add to like as we're doing it? So uh, So that we like, know what we have. On a character sheet, usually on the back or the second piece of paper, it depends on how you print these things out. But yeah. basically, like they have crap tons of feet in the feats in the book, mm-hmm. and then there are the, the other daunting thing about uh, doing this. Like if you decide to run a game, you're going to be buying books, and yeah. books, and books, and all of the books have spells, feats, skills, and other new rules that you can play around with. But like every single time you level up and you look at your character chart, and you're like, okay, at this level, I get blah blah blah. 
But, uh, you know, you just like, oh, I get a bonus feat. So I'll flip it in the back. All right, here's where the feats are. And I'll get this one because it sounds cool. Mm -hmm. Um, There are people who have played games like this for a while that already know, like, what they're going to get. So instead of rolling a level one character, they'll roll a level 20 character and put an asterisk on the spaces. It's like, okay, at at level one, this is what I'm going to have. And when I level up again, I erase that. This is what I'm going to have. And then okay. kind of keep on going off. To so that. they have a plan for they it. They have a plan. Yeah. You know, they, they sit down and be like, you know what? I could get maximum damage potential with th- doing it this way. It's almost like in video games where you know the loadout that you want to build because at that time, before any kind of like updates to the game, that's the strongest loadout that you can yeah. have. And the other thing, too, is that uh, you can Google search people who, who actually like sit down and do the math. Like... Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those guys. No, and that's what I was like getting at is I I think honestly this might be one of those things that for somebody that's completely new to it might be almost more fun for them than somebody who's really into it and like re- like almost wants to win it yeah. like and be the best at it. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's one of the, the reasons that it, like once again it, it entices me to think about playing because... I think I'm going to enjoy every part of it because it's going to be like a new experience to me. Mm-hmm. Right. And when I, when I do a character build, like I don't, I don't advance myself to that point. Um, I might set myself up for uh, uh, decent feats later on, but yeah. for the most part, like I try to be like, how, again, I go back to that. Who is this person? How does mm-hmm. he operate? How does, you know, stuff Ad- adapting to the changes and yeah. adapting to the game. Yeah. Uh, I don't see you as a monk, but that's because I've never seen you do martial arts. So, but like, if you, I, I've always told people I don't know karate, but I know crazy. Crazy. Uh, that's that's from a movie. I don't remember what it is. That's more barbarian. Anyway, uh, monk. Like the best way to think of the monk in in D and D or even in Pathfinder. Like if you've ever seen uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah. That's a monk. Okay. Flying through the air at mm-hmm. uh, somewhat fast, slow speeds and, you know, kick punching and and doing all kinds of crazy things. That's that's a monk. Paladin. I think you would be a great paladin. I think that's the, when we've talked about it before, that's the one that I think I'm probably going to go with. Okay. So think fighter. So you've got like, you know, heavy armor, shield, whatnot. But basically like the way that I always imagine a paladin is you are a rock star for your god. Your god was like, oh, that guy. Yes, yeah. I want him. And then, like, heavenly light you know, comes down upon you, and then your god speaks to you. Like, you must join me in my cause. And you're like, well, fuck yeah, let's do this. <laughs> of course, let's go. Um, and then, like, they also get um, spell abilities. One of the other great things I really like about uh, the way that Pathfinder did the paladin was is that uh, a starting level paladin, like, the soft bits that don't get played around with very often is that you know you you basically uh, produce an aura of good around you that's around about 30 feet so people who who see you and are nearby you can just feel this, this goodness that you radiate yeah. on, a, on a daily basis it's like Captain America yeah kind of yeah <laughs> uh, and then if you have like an evil alignment which we'll have to talk about alignments later yeah um, they're, they're kind of shy away. They're like, oh, God, no, I don't want to be near that guy. It makes yeah. me nervous. Oh, <laughs> shit. You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like if a pre, if a, if a, like a Catholic father were to, you know, maybe he gambles every once in a while. It's okay for them to do that, but a lot of people don't think they do that. Yeah. 
uh, and they go to a gambling hall, and then, you know, the guys are sitting there like, okay, I want this one, this one, I think that, oh, shit, and then, you know, everybody <laughs> scatters, and they see a priest, and they're like, and the priest is just like, what, where are you going? Yeah, um, that's, that's, uh, that's the one that I think sounds the best for me so far. Um, I don't see Ranger for you particularly. Rogue is, Rogue can be fun. Yeah. Um, you're not, uh, the way that a rogue operates is that they're kind of the, the everyman mm-hmm. because they get like 90% of the skills. Okay. First off. Second off, um, if you think like a thief or you think like a, um, uh, the, the person that can, uh, obfuscate in the middle of a battlefield and stab somebody in the kidneys and then disappear again, that's, that's kind of what a rogue is. Yeah. Uh, they're really awesome. For those of you listening, I think uh, James, the person that I'm going to be doing a lot of videos with, hopefully for YouTube, the YouTube channel Juice and the Joker. I think James would be a, a rogue. Really good rogue. Yeah, I okay. think he'd be good at that. Oh, oh give him a shot. <laughs> uh, sorcerer. Uh, yeah. The way that sorcerers work is that uh, they cast arcane magic. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you know, two schools of magic. There's the divine, which is like you get your power from a god. Yeah. Arcane is you figured out a way to make magic work. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the sorcerer, it's tied to your bloodline. So let's say, you know, off few centuries, you know, your ancestor and a dragon or a fae or a devil or mm-hmm. a demon did some things yeah. <laughs> and uh, produced a, a line. Now, because of that, you have access to these bloodline spells okay. that also give you your basic magic abilities. And then they... And, and you get to decide that before you start? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Um, beyond that... Uh, so, how many are there to be... Well, Wizard is the last one in the main book. Now, this okay. is just the main book. Uh, there's like three or four other books with different uh, classes in yeah. them. With a new group of people, I always try to stay close to the main book as closely as possible. And then later on, if people are like, oh, we kind of want to play something else, what else yeah. you got? Uh, Pathfinder has found ways to actually like take two classes and merge them together to make different mm-hmm. things. Like one of them was like, you know, I think it'd be really cool if we take like a fighter and a monk and we cram them together. And yeah. instead of getting their crazy like key ancient, ancient Asian wisdom, mm-hmm. They are. They just become a martial artist instead, and yeah. now they just they, they study moves and become the greatest martial artist that, that ever was. Yeah. Um, another one's like I've seen the the gunslinger class, which is that's is that based off of um, the Stephen King novel? Uh, or no, or is that did they just come up with that kind of on their own? I think when the gunslinger class came out, the only thing I can think of, like that, I think the books were out. Mm-hmm. the The movie that's coming out hasn't it yeah. didn't hit them yet, but it kind of has a similar feel. Like they they have guns available, and they can cast magic through their guns. Yeah, that's yeah. That's... And I th- and I think they actually co- I I don't know for sure, mm-hmm. but to me it seems like they copied uh, the gunslinger from. Um, uh, there was another game system called Iron Kingdoms, in which case you had somebody that was something similar that they could cast magic through their their stuff. Yeah, and and not to um, you know stay uh, get away from what we were talking about with the characters for me, but just the idea and the thought of that mm-hmm. character that makes me excited. Yeah. I, I would like to be that guy. Oh man, you're really pushing it. Okay. <laughs> uh. <laughs> no, I just I just because. The reason that that is brought up for me is because I've been reading those um, 
those novels by oh, yeah. Stephen King. So like it just just thinking of the of the character, just like I'm like, dude, that'd be so cool to be that guy. And uh, I, I actually um, the thought appeared in my mind too. I, they may not have any actual magic abilities, but I do know that they have something called grit, where they they have a pool called grit, and every time they spend it, they get like extra cool, wondrous yeah. shit that they do. <laughs> Um, I haven't got a chance to play that class yet. No, that's that's fine. I just think it, it just sounds cool. Oh no, no, no. and uh, so one of the other things that I was curious about is when I was doing some research about it, they talked about a lot of the the DM or what you said the ST ST. Uh, they interpret the rules. So so how do you feel? You lean. Is there is there certain ways that some people lean and they they're very strict on certain things or how does that work it's usually up to the individual i mean every single game book that you that has ever been printed somewhere in the beginning it will say for new dms you know the think of these rule sets as guidelines yeah if you want you can totally just scrap them out make your own rules or just do your own thing which is you know nice uh, especially for me, because like uh, I've only been running games now for about like three or four years ish, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a lot of people that you know have that I've played with that I've played for a while, and having the ability to just either forget something and be like, well, actually, it's like this, and you know, because we we call these people rules lawyers. Yeah, that's that's what I was getting at by oh, asking yeah. you about this because. Everybody says that lawyers and judges and all that stuff, they interpret the law. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean that everything's black and white. Right. So uh, typically a rules lawyer will argue the rules and look up the various uh, statistics and whatnot that benefit them. They don't benefit the entire party. Okay. Just them. And that's the kind of thing that you kind of have to work out with. like The ambulance chasers. Yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, is that... In order for a game to work, like the whatever the DM says is law. Okay. But I try to be, um, I try to be amicable. Mm-hmm. I try to you know work it out. Like there are tons of rules that I need this book right here just to be like, hang on. Okay, yeah. okay. It says here blah. So yeah, technically that would work out. So I try to be, I try to, I try to stick to the rules as closely as possible. Mm-hmm. But. Unlike other DMs who like have memorized most of the rules, or at least have like a DM screen or a pad of paper nearby where they can be like, "Hang on, let me check." Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but you know, have, have they created like a program or like an app where you can just like look stuff up? Funny, you should ask that. Um, <clears throat> so there are two. There are two things that I've found so far. I haven't looked into the one of one of them is called Roll D Twenty. Mm-hmm. I haven't looked into that one yet, but uh, I was. I probably should have, but. I found another one called uh, Fantasy Grounds, and Fantasy Grounds is awesome. Yeah. Uh, basically, like uh, it's not a mo- it's not a mobile app. They don't have they're they're probably going to be working on it eventually. But, oh yeah. Uh, right now, it will work on PC and Mac and mm-hmm. Linux, if I remember correctly, too. Yeah. Who uses Linux? Uh, programmers. <laughs> not me. <laughs> Someone gave me uh, Ubuntu at one point. I was like, okay, this is going to be. I don't understand code. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely something I'm not diving yeah, into. That's no. that's my next life. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you download it, and it, it doesn't require a huge amount of re- system resources in order to run. Everything's done in various plugins, which 
I don't know exactly how it works, but yeah. those of you out there who do could probably tell us, Yo, yeah, yeah, no, not a whole lot of system resources are used with this. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but basically, like, it has my di- it has dice, and then like uh, I can set up a game. I can put up all the stories, all the characters, all the NPCs, all the various additional tables and whatnot, all right there on the PC. And then instead of people actually coming to my house and then playing in the game, or me going to their house. We can do it online. Oh, okay. And then, like, if we wanted to, we could just use their chat window and, like, you know, type nice. our stuff. Or we could actually, like, download Skype or something like that. And then all of us will be, you know, tech yeah. chatting online. Yeah. And it works out better because a lot of the a lot of the gaming community out there, like, uh, most of the time, you know, they start out in, like, high school or college. Mm-hmm. One or most of them will have access to a computer or a laptop. Yeah. So that really helps out. Uh, especially so that that's the question that I was getting at was does do you think the the technology advancement has increased or decreased the level of participation I think it definitely has increased I mean the internet is nice but, you know, the whole point was like communicating between yeah. you know in, between people and then distance uh, and you 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 have these this technology that's available and then the people so, you know like I don't know how Fantasy Grounds came to be, but I imagine it was something like, oh man, I remember my gaming group, but now they're all gone. They're like in different states. Yeah, they moved away. They moved away. Wait if there was a way for us to game together. And there still is. Like the the other ones I've seen is like uh, message boards. Yep. Or just over email, you know, Mm -hmm. hey, I write this out or sometimes Facebook groups too. Yeah. Um, And so it's it's definitely out there, but it is is getting better. So, So they are they are trying to translate it that way because they, because essentially you want to keep that essence of the game. Like you Mm -hmm. don't, you don't, that's why people are playing. They don't want to jump into like world of Warcraft or something like that because they like the people that they've completed these adventures with or, Mm -hmm. or played this story with. So that's the other thing that I, when I was doing my research is they had a hard time of marketing the game in the beginning because they are marketing a game that essentially doesn't have an ending. Right. And that's the that's the big thing because like uh, like for Pathfinder for example uh, you you can level up from one to twenty but they do have rule sets available for you to go into what we call epic levels which if you if you have a level twenty character I mean you're like not technically a god but pretty darn close compared to the average person out there like a level twenty character can definitely do some damage how long would it take you to get to level 20 or like in a, in a game that you're running with people and you're you're being realistic about it uh, well okay you <laughs> sorry that's probably like I said that's a completely ignorant question to the game so well, no 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 it, it, I mean it really just depends like it depends on how much RP that the ST or DM or players want to get into yeah how often they uh, want to actually sit there and actually get the the various quests and things done yeah um, so like I was in a game from level one to level 20 and that lasted like two years oh wow but you know that's things like you know life life happens yeah you know? things get in the way yeah things get in the way like uh, I've run I run uh, two games a month. And there's been a few times where I've had to cancel and it's things like, you know, somebody gets sick or mm-hmm. somebody, you know, or I, you know, have to take care of something around the house. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, sorry, guys, I'm, we're going to have to shut it down for a day. Yeah. But we can try again next time. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes it just takes time. Uh, but that's 
not necessarily a bad thing either as long as everybody's having a good time. Yeah. Do you have a desired set amount of time that you think is the most enjoyable to where it doesn't get too long or too short? For, for a single session, I single guess. Session. I don't even know like how to describe it. Session is maybe... Session is probably a good idea. <laughs> um, yeah, a single session that like... Again, it just really depends on what's going on. Um, but uh, like to get you in order to like I I really enjoy the RP aspect. I like the character development between the party members and sometimes the NPCs. It depends on how the NPC is actually written too. Yeah. Um, but I like to fully enjoy that that stuff. And there's been there's been times where like uh, some of the people I used to game with uh, we were. One guy in particular, we would just hang out in his garage smoking cigarettes and mm. uh, drinking beer. And then that, that was day, another thing I wanted to oh, talk yeah, about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, be like, do you, do you just want to RP that that out and just see see where we go with it? Like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Yeah. <sighs> okay, I'm I'm in the, I'm this guy now. Yeah. So and then yeah. So <clears throat> when it comes to the 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 hanging out aspect. How how much is in, involved with that? Like, do do people like to drink and hang out while doing it, or is it something that you try to keep a little bit more level headed because you're trying to keep track of stuff, or does it become kind of a mixture of that? Where I know that there have been times that I like I've had mad tournaments where I play football with people and we drink beer the entire time. So by the time you're done. You're pretty drunk, but yeah. you can still you can still play the game very well, mm-hmm. or at least it very well comparatively to the people you're playing. Against. Uh, again, it, it really depends on the individuals because, like, um, I I have been known to to have a six pack near me. Yeah, and most of the time I don't mind like sharing one or two of them. It, it also depends on what I'm drinking too. But something <laughs> I absolutely love, I'm like, go away. <laughs> Don't touch um, this. Don't touch this. <laughs> or, or if the uh, the DM likes it, then I'm like, yeah, I'll trade you this for extra stuff. And get, like, <laughs> I people, love that. Some people think it's wrong to to bribe your DM. I am not one of those people. Oh, bribe I love that. Me, I think bribe, that's bribe away. Bribe away. <laughs> I'm a fan of that. We'll work something out. Yeah. Uh, and then there's other things like the recreational pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Um, it really just depends. Like. Uh, Sometimes people can just get too messed up on the substance that they're on, in which case everything kind of goes away. It, dep- it depends on the, the DM at the time, too. But I've actually found a great way to turn a D&D game into an alcoholic adventure. <laughs> nice. Uh, and that usually involves, like, I'll take, like, a, like solo cups. Yep. And then I'll put, like, a plus one through five mm-hmm. on individual cups. And then we'll put different things in there. Like, like plus one would be a beer... And then like two, three, maybe four would be like something just a little stronger. Yeah. And then uh, the five would definitely be like a hard alcohol. So, you know, you're running, you're doing your adventure, and you're like, oh, I really want to, I really want to hit this guy, but I don't know if I'm going to hit him right. So I'm going to take this plus five, shoot it, and then roll, and I get that plus five for that. That's good. Uh, then there's other rules too, where you can be like, and eh, now I'm going to make the ST drink. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think that the game we do, we should do that. We should, I, I've always <laughs> wanted to, to do it. <laughs> we definitely should do that. But somebody needs to call me a ride. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We'll we'll get an Uber or something. Like oh yeah, that. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, how difficult do you think it would be to create your own story? Like, if you wanted to. From scratch, how difficult do you think that would be? Because I see this book over here, 
Mm-hmm. And if you guys can see at home or on the Facebook Live, like look at how thick it is. Turn it kind of to the side. Like that's a pretty thick book. Yeah. And and that's I'm assuming that's like a guide. Mm-hmm. Is the story also in there, or is that just a guide on how to that's, play? That that is mostly all of the rules you need to actually start a game. Okay. Um, they have separate books. There's a separate book called the World Sea Sea Guide, which actually has all of the the countries, the mm-hmm. people, the cultures, the religions, all that. Yeah. And then they have a separate book for the gods, and they have another <laughs> book. Yeah. You know. So they, they're definitely doing something that they want to create a world, but they also want to make money off that. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the 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 world of Galarin is actually really really awesome yeah. to play around with. I mean, especially I mean. One of the one of the things they actually have is also the reason why I enjoy one of their gods, which is Caden Kellyan. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this thing called the uh, Starstone in one of the major capitals, and uh, the rumor is is that if you make it all the way through the bottoms bowels of this incredibly hard dungeon, and manage to touch the Starstone, you become a god. And this one drunken asshole was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm gonna do do that." <laughs> it's like, oh, "I'm gonna go do the quest for the Starstone," and everybody was like, "All right, we'll see you at your funeral." <laughs> and then several months later, Caden Kellyan becomes a god. That's awesome. Of freedom and beer. That's so great. His cleric. Like one quick thing though, his clerics have a zeroth level spell, and the way zeroth level spells work in my my games. Uh, you can cast them as often as you want, but basically they summon beer. <laughs> their their holy their holy like item that they use for prayers and casting spells as a, like a focus is a giant beer mug. Nice. And they're just like beer me, Caden K- Kelly, and he's like, no problem. <laughs> yeah! I love it. That's so good. That's why I think a, a like a cleric of Caden Kellyan might be a good idea for yeah, you. Just, be... But just Caden. I don't see you working with any other gods. <laughs> that would be fun. I would, I would enjoy that. So how does <clears throat> strengths and weaknesses apply to the game? So, for example, somebody that... I don't know. I'm trying to think of how I'm asking this. So... Like my, like my strengths of the things that I, I enjoy and the things that I'm good at in, in real life, like how do you think that applies to the game? Like do you think that people's personality really shines through or do you think that the people are trying to create a completely different character from themselves and use those strengths? Um, or do you think it's kind of like combined, I'm guessing? It, it's kind of combined. I mean, it, different situations, like different strokes of different folks. I mean... Uh, you know, you with your with the way that your personality naturally is uh, could potentially be a good uh, party leader. Mm-hmm. Like you don't necessarily have to like uh, do make make all of the social roles and whatnot. But if I could, I could seriously think that if you were to look amongst your party and be like, I'm good at this, but that guy over there is awesome at this, and mm-hmm. we need to use him for you know this particular you know reason. So that yeah. that makes you a, a good party leader, at least from that point of view. But aside from that, like. Um, how you normally interact uh, with people in general, but you know, I've never seen you in a really stressful situation outside of you cracking a stick over my head. Um, your diplomacy was I ran after- very quickly. Well, no, no, no. You, let's let's be fair. Quick, quick side story. We were playing with sticks in the middle of winter, and I happened to have the bad one. And I swung, he swung, we, we it hit, and then mine broke, and he had enough energy to continue on with his strike, and he cracked me right in the eye. I'm sorry. 
Still to this day, I feel bad about that. Well, and I <laughs> fell down in absolute agony and started screaming. And I, when I tried opening my eye, I saw red. I'm so fairly I was, certain I saw blood. Yeah, there was blood involved. <laughs> and you instantly ran close to me, knelt down beside me, put your hands like on my shoulders. Was like, oh my God, I am so sorry. I am so, so sorry. And the entire time, I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Go get Robin! Go get Robin! Okay, okay, I'll go get... And he just took off like a shot. So, yeah. I definitely look out for people, but I also get really freaked out. <laughs> Although blood now doesn't bother me as much as it used to. Okay, well, that's, that's according, good. According to my uh, my occupation. Okay, yeah. Um, so, give me a, a final a thought to maybe entice people to play. Oh no, we're almost done. Yeah, I was having a lot of fun. Oh, we are, and and the thing is, is we we I've been interested in this the whole time. We need to play, okay, and then we need to come back. So okay. I want to get I want to get people interested in playing, and you kind of give them some reasons why they should. Okay, um, definitely like the biggest reason why you should is that like if you for whatever reason are just inspired. To maybe you have like uh, a character in your own head, or maybe you're an up and coming author. Um, if there's a, uh, a side to like sci fi, fantasy, drama, intrigue at all, you know, something like that that you really in- are interested in, or maybe if you're just starting out, like I did, you know, when I was much younger and kind of socially enough myself, to just hang out with a group of people and uh, you know put stuff together and challenge yourself to to work together within within a team and achieve various goals in a story setting. I mean, like I said, the ST is in charge. He's the he or she is the narrator. You're the movie star, man. And I think that that's the that's the most enticing part for me. And I know that that makes me. You guys know who I am. I'm very into being the center of attention. So mm-hmm. the idea that. I will be able to be in control of the story and and be able to make decisions that could ultimately help or hurt my my group is something that is very enticing and it's something that just talking about this gets me really excited about it mm-hmm. and the fact that we do need to really set a concrete date for it we're gonna do it <clears throat> we're not gonna I I want to do do a podcast where we recorded while playing but I think the better way to do it is we're gonna play then talk about it afterwards yeah. and we'll get the people together that were a part of it and we'll all talk and kind of give our thoughts on how it went like oh, yeah. how did we think it went do we want to do it again do we want to do it differently is there something that we liked and didn't like and I think it's just going to be something that's really fun and I think it's something that I'm surprised I haven't tried to do it sooner I I, I probably try to could have gotten you into it a little bit better but at the time you know you were doing different things I was doing different yep. things oh by the way other quick gaming thing that you might want to think about LARP. You should definitely look up LARP. That's that's that was one of the things I wanted to get into, but I think we should save that for okay. for the next time because, next time. like I said, we live close enough together that mm-hmm. you'll be able to come back on and we'll do that. I mean, I do this every week, so okay. we'll get back together. Um, it's very easy. I mean, you just come over and we yeah. talk about it for a while. And like I said, we did we did a very good episode today, and I hope you guys enjoyed it at home. Yep. Hi everybody. And I am looking forward to talking about this stuff again. I think this could be, and ultimately, I'm saying this on the podcast, but I also want to say it to you personally, this could be something that we could even dovetail into like a a 
once a month or every okay. few weeks where we, we discuss this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And because clearly you're into it, it makes it easy for me. I'm very curious about it and it makes it interesting, I think, for myself. And I hope that if it's interesting to me, it's interesting to everybody else. Oh, yeah. So it's something that we could talk about <clears throat> on a pretty regular basis. So, and it also reaches out to those fans that listen to the show that are into this kind of stuff. And then I also think it, it, it reaches to the fans that may not have any idea about any of this stuff and they, they might be interested in, in us talking about a certain aspect might move them to oh, yeah. join that kind of that kind of group. So I mean the group can always be more diverse. Exactly. And then and that's what that's what I think I'm so excited about us playing together and you running it because I want to get a group of people that have never thought about playing playing a, a role playing game and see how they react and see how they they make decisions. Oh yeah, I think it'd be really really interesting and uh, I think uh, when we're actually ready to do that I'm, I I'm it, it'll challenge me to actually put together something completely like new. I will do Yeah. I'll do some checking and uh, source stuff and then check with some friends and I've got a few ideas popping on my head right now so awesome and we'll get that together for you guys and once again um, thank you for listening you guys know where to find the show because you're listening to it right now but if you want to interact with me on Facebook um, just type in the search bar juice in the morning if you want to find us on Twitter and interact as well it's at juice in the am and then also I just started a Instagram for the podcast and it's also juice in the am I think <laughs> it, it probably is. It's choosing the name, I'm, I'm assuming, because I wanted to try to keep it consistent, make it easy for myself. And once again, thanks for being on the show, Zach. I, I appreciate it. I really enjoyed being here. It was a blast. Oh, yeah. It was so fun. And we're going to definitely have you on again, for sure, because yeah. this was a, I mean, <laughs> I could have kept talking to you for another two hours, but I just know that well, I, I know that people people will not listen to the whole thing. And I want people to listen no, to the whole thing. Notice my disappointment when you were like, okay, so final thoughts. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> really? <laughs> we'll definitely get you back on here. And I do want to, off of the podcast, talk about maybe doing something more consistent. So thanks for listening, guys. Have a good day, everyone.